You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 167, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, Cassandra Von Worsley. We are on episode 167. It has been a while since I've posted a new episode of She Runs the Show. I have been in complete and total ebook writing mode. For those of you who have listened to She Runs the Show for a long time, I love to write. I have been writing probably since the age of five, and I have a 52 ebook in 52 weeks goal. That's a lot to say. Uh, so my goal since about late November has been to write one ebook a week. Now I'm a few ebooks behind. So I literally wrote my latest book, The Year of You, A 10-Step Plan for Reinventing Your Life in four days, uh, actually three days. And I will be writing the next three or four ebooks in four days total to be able to get back on track with my 52 ebooks in 52 weeks goal. But I want to sit for a second and tell you about... Um, how much I love the writing process. I mean, I, I love to, it's interesting because the more that I write and the, the faster that I produce new books, the more I realize that writing, especially when you write books on personal development or self-help, they're like writing your whole life story over a bunch of books. And the fun part is even when I'm 90 and I don't remember half the things that I'm writing about now, you know, I always tell stories about my life and my own experience in each of my books. I will have a record of them on Amazon and in paperback. And that is amazing to me. So I want to talk for a second about the year view because that is the latest book that has come out on Amazon that I've written. I just published it a couple days ago. And if you're, I'm not going to be able to talk about every single ebook that I write. I, you know, I wrote the 25 ways to overcome the fear of failure before the year of you. If you want to know the latest ebook that's up, because again, I'm pumping out four, uh, one ebook in about four days, then you can go to overcomingfearbooks.com and you can see all of my ebooks right there. But I want to talk about the year of you because we're at the end of 2018. We're about to begin 2019. And if you're listening to this, way into 2019, everything I'm going to talk about in today's episode still applies. I loved writing the year view. I loved writing it. And I'll tell you why I loved writing the book. I loved writing the book because um, I'm in a place right now where I'm in need of a, of a reinvention. You know, I've reinvented my life probably about three or four times by now over the 40 plus years I've been on this earth. But I know at this moment, especially with the energy of 2019, what's coming, I am in dire need of a reinvention. And so I wrote this book to document what were the specific steps in the past that I've taken to reinvent myself? What have I done before? And so literally, this is a book that is not simply a, you know, an inspirational kind of you can become who you want to be book. I think they're, those books are powerful and they're awesome. What I find is missing in those books is this, well, how do you actually do that? Right? Like, what are the steps? How do I plan for this? How do I execute on this? And that is what this new book is about. The Year View, A 10-Step Plan for Reinventing Your Life gives you the 10-step plan. You can also, in the book, download the reinvention plan template that I use, the workbook that I have. So you can actually fill it out and start following it. Now, I'm going to say this because I say this in the book. Execution is everything. Planning means nothing without execution. So one of the major points that I hit home in the book is the Yes, you're going to plan and you need the reinvention workbook to lay out all the steps so you can see them and put them in a binder. Yes, I'm old fashioned. I like pen and paper. Um, 
But I also talk about the fact that, and here's one of the key points in the year view that I think is so powerful and it's connected to today's episode. So in the year view, one of the key points that I talk about is the fact that the version of you that is capable of creating your reinvention is not the version of you who's capable of sustaining it. So often when we go to reinvent our lives, let's say we want to change businesses, um, we want to expand our business, we want to lose weight, we want to meet the love of our lives, we want to have children, whatever it is, whatever your area of reinvention is. When we embark upon the journey of reinvention, so often we're we're excited and we're, or we're sick and tired of the status quo. And we know this needs to shift and we're so much pain that we're like, burn the damn boat so I can take the island because I really need to change this. Wherever we're coming from, the version of us that is creating the reinvention is powerful, but that version is only is only enough to create the reinvention. It is not the same version of you that's going to be required to sustain the reinvention. That's why so often you can see somebody create a makeover or a transformation or change, you know, their entire lives. And then five years later, they're back to where they were. And it's not because they don't have willpower. It's not because they don't have discipline. It's because there are two versions of you that you have to be building through the reinvention process. You've got to build the version of you that creates the reinvention. And then you've got to build the version of you that sustains it. And most people don't know there are two versions they need to be creating throughout the reinvention journey. So I talk a lot about that and and what that means for you and how to use the 10 steps to create both versions of you in the book. So be sure to go to tinyurl.com forward slash the year of you book and grab your copy. Uh, it is in paperback too, which is kind of awesome. And it is on Kindle. I'm working on getting all of my ebooks on Audible. That will probably be coming down the pipeline in two to three months. So if you are an Audible fan, because I am an Audible fan, in fact, I am an Audible snob in the standpoint that I really do not buy Audible books that the author did not narrate. I want to hear the, the author's words in the author's voice. I'm kind of an Audible snob that way. So be sure that you be on the lookout in the next two or three months, because I'll have all of my eBooks on Audible and you will be able to not only read them on a, a tablet or a phone or buy the, the paperback version, but you'll also be able to listen to it, which I'm so excited to do. All right. This episode. So, and I know you've heard me say this on so many episodes. I had another episode planned, which is going to come down the pipeline at some point. And that episode got totally shuffled aside because while I was doing belly dancing and yoga this morning, this new episode just came through. And so I'm recording this new episode. It is not scripted, but I feel so strongly that for all of my women entrepreneurs out there, for all of my listeners out there, this is a message for me. And this is a message for you. If you're listening to this pretty close to its release, this is definitely something I want you to come back to throughout 2019, because you're going to need to hear this message again and again. And so the, the title of this podcast episode is this. The universe is for me, and so is everything else. Let me say that again. The universe is for me, and so is everything else. So where did I get this whole idea from? Well, let me tell you where the quote comes from, number one. So I love, I lo- well, there, there are a couple YouTube channels that I love for yoga. So my, my, my number one favorite 
YouTube channel is Yoga with Adrian because it's for everybody. It covers everything. I think Yoga with Adrian is an amazing YouTube channel. I believe she lives in Austin. And so this quote actually comes from Adrian, from Yoga with Adrian. And she, she does this beautiful practice. I think it's 17 or 18 minutes that is called Let It Go. It is a Let It Go yoga practice. And at the end of it, she says a quote that I think this is something that her mother gave her. The universe is for me and so is everything else. And I've been thinking a lot lately about letting go. In fact, last night I was watching a Super Soul Sunday clip on YouTube and it was a clip where Oprah was interviewing Caroline Mace. And Caroline Mace was talking about uh, how do you know if you're on the right path? And Caroline Mace was saying, well, you're always on the right path. The question is, are you managing the path properly? Are you, are you managing and maximizing what you're doing on your path? You're always on the right path, but whether or not you're managing it correctly is a different question all in itself. And she said, you'll know that you're mismanaging your path or you're not managing your life path correctly when you find yourself in situations where you are betraying yourself. You can feel it when you are betraying yourself in who you hang out with, in where you work, in the business you're in, in what you do. When you recognize that in in the way that you're showing up in the world and the actions and decisions you're making, when you find that you're betraying yourself on a pretty consistent basis, then you are not managing your path correctly. But everybody's always on the right path. This is Caroline Mace talking on Super Soul Sunday. And so this morning, I was really, you know, last night I watched that from Caroline Mace and I love Caroline Mace. And I really thought about that. And I, and I took some time to really reflect, am I on the right path? And I will tell you in certain arenas like business, yes, I'm on the right path. In other arenas, I would give my, my fitness level, my health level, some other things in my life. I am not on the right path. And so I thought about what Caroline Mace was saying. When you are, when you find yourself betraying yourself and you feel it, like there's nobody betrays themselves and doesn't feel in the moment that they're doing it. Like everybody has a Judas moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Judas betrayed Jesus led to his crucifix. Everybody knows when they're internally having a Judas moment, when they are selling themselves out for, you know, six gold coins or whatever Judas got to sell Jesus out, but whatever it was, everybody knows when they're having an internal Judas moment. And so the question is, well, what do you do when you realize that you're having a Judas moment? And I really want to relate this to business because 2018 has been kind of a weird, a weird year from my perspective. I feel like it wasn't an awful year, but it also wasn't a fabulous year. And I don't know if anybody else can relate, but it, it wasn't horrible and it wasn't amazing. And I think a lot of that is, is the energy of, of what's been going on in the world and in life in 2018. But I also feel like there have been some internal struggles that as entrepreneurs we've been dealing with may not even know we've been dealing with because it's been very subconscious. I think there have also been some relationship struggles that we've all been dealing with. I mean, there's just been stuff, you know how stuff just comes to the surface, meaning it's been under the water for quite some time or it's kind of been brewing, you know, just under the surface enough for you to still feel that something is simmering, but not yet um, coming to the top. Well, I feel like 2018 has been the year where things that bug us, things that concern us, things that uh, we know need to shift, 
they're starting to brim to the top. They're starting to like, we're starting to get like, Oh, this can't continue or Oh, I've got to fix this or Oh, this needs to shift. That for me has been 2018. And I don't know if it's been the same for you, but again, that's been the energy for me of this year. And so when I think about this whole idea of uh, what is 2019 going to be about for me? What is it going to be about for my business, for, for my clients, for the students that I teach and work with and fire your inner critic, find your inner badass and finally build your business. This is where that quote from yoga with Adrian comes in. The universe is for me. And so is everything else. You know, we're all on the right path. I firmly agree with Caroline Mace. We're all on the right path. But the question is, is not, um, am I on the right path in my business or am I on, am I on the right path with my health or whatever your arena is for reinvention? That's not the question. The question is, am I willing to let go of the wrong things? to create the space and allow in the right things. Let me ask that again. Am I willing to let go of the wrong things to create the space and allow in the right things? This, this is where we, this is where the management of the path comes in. Because here's what Joseph Campbell had to say. He said, we must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. There's a lot to this. I want you to listen to this quote again by Joseph Campbell who talks about the hero's journey and every entrepreneur is living the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell says, we must be willing to get rid of the life we've, we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. Let me say that one more time because I messed up his beautiful words. We must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. There's a lot to that. Because you, you cannot allow in the level of success in business that is waiting for you if your current environment, space, mental space, life space is being filled by shit or crap that is not worthy of you or stuff that is stressing you or anxieties and worries. We must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. When when I say the universe is for me and so is everything else, or if I shift it and I say the universe is for you and so is everything else, when you get hit with obstacles, when you get, um, when life gives you all of these signs of rejection. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to get a ton of rejection. So get used to it. Get used to it. Feel it. Live it. Move forward from it. There's going to be tons of rejection. Just take it in. Keep it moving. But when those things happen, when the rejections come, when people um, behave badly, when they speak about you badly behind your back, but then speak nicely to your face, when you have family members who uh, do not believe in you, do not support you, do not want you to be successful in business and go out of their way to either talk about you behind your back or to say negative things to your face. Are you willing to let go in those moments? Are you willing to get rid of the life that you think you have to hold on to, the relationships you think you have to hold on to, the situations that you think for status quo reasons that you have to hold on to? Are you willing to get rid of the life you've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for you? Because here's the thing, the life that's waiting for you cannot show up without the opening of the space that is currently being occupied by things not worthy of you. 
This is, this is where this quote becomes so powerful. The universe is for me and so is everything else. When you get the negative stuff happening in your business, you lose a client, um, uh, a deal falls through, somebody doesn't pay you. I don't know, the, you, you hire one VA, then a second, then a third, and you keep going through VAs because each of them sucks, whatever it is. When you're going through those things, how are you responding to the situations of life? Because you can't control if you have a VA that sucks, virtual assistant. You can't control if you have a client that um, chooses not to pay you. They're clearly out of integrity. That sucks. You can't control if you have a client that you are pouring your heart and soul into and they're choosing not to do the work. That really sucks. You can't control what they're doing, but you certainly can control the meaning that you're giving to that situation. So when obstacles show up, when rejections show up, when things aren't going the way you want them to in business, what are you making them mean? And can you take this quote from Adrian? The universe is for me and so is everything else. And can you give whatever negative thing is happening in this moment that empowering meaning so that instead of it, um, you know, crushing your spirit or disappointing you or making you angry or, or bringing fear to the table, instead of it doing all of that negative downward spiral stuff that really does not assist with building a business, you now can say, wait a second, no matter what's going on in the current moment, number one. I'm always on the right path. Number one. Number two, how am I managing the path that I'm on given the obstacle that just showed up? And number three, how am I living out the words that the universe is for me and so is everything else? Now let's, let's take it a level deeper. Sometimes when we go through things where we either feel betrayed or rejected or abandoned, or we feel like, you know, we're creating this business in a vacuum and nobody knows who we are and nobody really cares. And we start to question, am I a dime a dozen? You know, maybe I'm a coach and there are thousands of coaches. How am I any different? I mean, we start to have this sort of inner critic dialogue, which is why I teach women entrepreneurs how to fire their inner critic, find their inner badass and finally build their business because the inner critic is powerful. It's been with you most of your life. Your inner critic is super powerful. So in those moments, when your inner critic is, is raging and your inner critic is just giving you all the reasons why you will not succeed, all the reasons why you were born to fail, all the reasons why this business thing is not for you, all the reasons why there are 50 other people out there doing it and there's no business for you. This is, this is where an Ayn Rand quote comes in because I love, she wrote Atlas Shrugged among other things and I, I love her work. Uh, she was a Russian-American novelist, by the way, in case you didn't know, Ayn Rand. And here's what she had to say once upon a time. Ayn said, never think of pain or danger or enemies a moment longer than is necessary to fight them. She, she, was, she was a badass. If ever there was a badass of a novelist, Ayn Rand, uh, she's the one who said, um, the question isn't... Uh, who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. Something like that. I don't have the exact words, but she's a badass. So Ayn Rand said, never think of pain or danger or enemies a moment longer than is necessary to fight them. Let me ask you a 2018 reflection question. How much of your 2018 mental, mental time have you spent thinking about pain, danger, or enemies to your business 
moments longer than was necessary to fight them. Drop the mic on that. I want you to sit with that for a second. Because thought life is everything. Your mental life is everything. It creates every feeling, behavior, action. It is the source of execution. It creates everything that you need to succeed in business. So I want you to think about this. How much of your 2018 mental space was taken up by thinking of a pain or danger or enemy in your business moments longer than was necessary to fight them. And then I want you to make, not a resolution, because I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Then I want you to make a decision today that you're going to somewhere uh, post this quote from Ayn Rand, and you're going to live by this, especially in your business. Hey, listen, even in your personal life, you got La Vida Loca family, and you got nonsense and drama happening. Here's where the Ayn Rand quote comes in. Never think of pain or danger or enemies a moment longer than is necessary to fight them. If you are thinking about situations, folks, um, dramas, pain, frustrations, uh, negative things going on in your business, even a moment longer that is necessary to fight them, you are losing time, you are wasting mental energy that could be spent on actually fighting, solving, fixing, addressing, dealing with, and overcoming whatever the situation is that you're facing. Don't do it. Never think of pain or danger or enemies a moment longer than is necessary to fight them. Here's the other piece. I, you know, I love the word failure because I I firmly believe that failure is the master teacher. That's why I wrote the book, The 25 Ways to Overcome the Fear of Failure, because the problem isn't the failure, it's the fear of it. And so in the book, I I give you 25 ways to overcome the fear of failure. I love what Ray Davis had to say, though, because Ray Davis said, a challenge only becomes an obstacle when you bow to it. This is connected to what Ayn Rand said. I want you to listen to Ray Davis's quote for a second. A challenge only becomes an obstacle when you bow to it. How many obstacles in your business in 2018 did you bow to? Ooh, I'm thinking for myself right now, and I'm thinking of one particular obstacle in my business that I totally bowed to, that I'm making a decision right now as I even say this. In 2019, I'm not bowing to that bullshit, like standing up, facing it dealing with it, confronting it, overcoming it. A challenge only becomes an obstacle when you bow to it. So I want you to think about it in 2018. And if this is 2020 and you're listening to this, late 2019, think about it in the current year that you're in. How many business challenges, rather than standing up to it, you know, Norman Vincent Peale in The Power of Positive Thinking talks about in one of his chapters, standing up to your obstacles, not simply facing them, uh, not simply addressing them, but when you stand up to the obstacle, you recognize that you are inherently bigger than any obstacle because the obstacle does not have you. You have the obstacle. You're bigger than it. So a challenge only becomes an obstacle when you bow to it. So how many challenges in your business have you bowed to? Have you allowed to apparently become bigger than you, even though it can't be bigger than you because it's yours? Because it's yours. A challenge only becomes an obstacle when you bow to it. Here's the thing. If you listen at what Ayn Rand said, and you don't spend a moment longer than is necessary to fight the challenge, then you don't bow to it because you're only spending enough time to figure out that it is an obstacle or that it is an enemy 
and then you're fighting. But if you're spending even a moment longer, guess what you're doing in the moment longer, the moments longer that you're spending? You're turning a challenge into an obstacle by bowing to it because you're using mental space and energy to overthink it when you could actually be executing and taking action on solving it. So that's a big difference. Now, here's the thing. Let's get back to, to the title of this podcast episode. The universe is for me and so is everything else. Here's what I want you to really think about. How can you operate in your business, in your life, in your relationships, living out the truth? And I'll call this an affirmation of this affirmation. The universe is for me and so is everything else. I want you to think about that. What would today look like if you just said, listen, it doesn't matter what shit show comes my way today. It doesn't matter what obstacle I face today. It doesn't matter what news I get today. The fact still remains that the universe is for me and so is everything else. So is everything else. And so the moment that you get really clear on that, you start to, you know, when shit hits the fan, when things go wrong, when you experience rejection, yes, you're going to reel from it, right? Like there is an emotional, physiological, normal human reaction to stuff not going the way you want them to go. I always tell you, I have my 24-hour rule. When something bad happens or something happens that throws me for a loop, I give myself 24 hours to cry and then I get the fuck up. Literally, like it's 24 hours, get the fuck up. That's it. And in, in those 24 hours, I give myself full permission to throw the biggest, baddest pity party you could ever. I mean, I had a not so good day yesterday and I can tell you that I ate at least 25 Hershey Kisses and other things, chocolates and other things. And I think I had Chinese food for dinner. So I took my 24 hours yesterday and then I woke up at three o'clock this morning and I said, get your ass up now, now we're not going to get, listen, we're not going to give the pain, the danger or the enemies a moment longer than is necessary to fight them. Now it's time to fight. So I have a 24 hour rule, but I want you to understand that It's such a powerful move, especially as an entrepreneur in business, to live by the belief that the universe is for me and so is everything else. So when everything else shows up in your life and shit hits the fan and things are not working, instead of you being, you know, stuck or set back for, you know, days, weeks and months, maybe you take 24 hours to cry and then you get up, but you get up within 24 hours and you go, okay, how am I going to use this? Whatever it is, a rejection, um, a loss, finding out somebody betrayed, whatever, whatever the situation is, when you know that the universe is for you and so is everything else, you know that the bad stuff is everything else and you go, okay, this is for me. So how am I going to use this? Remember what Caroline May said about managing your path? So the thing that shows up on your path is for you because you're on the right path. But how am I now going to manage this shit show that showed up on my path so I actually leverage it and use it to my advantage? How am I actually going to do that? Ooh, that's a different question. That's a different question. And most people get so caught up in the emotion of what they're feeling about a challenge or an obstacle showing up in their path that they get lost in the emotion, but they're not thinking strategically enough to say, okay... How am I going to use this? How am I going to leverage it? Or listen, here's the other thing I want to say. 
If you are dealing with an obstacle, especially in business, that is just something that you, you, every fiber of your being says you are betraying yourself with every moment that you're doing it. Like you might be in the wrong business. And so every, every day that you do this business, even though it makes you money and it pays the bills, it, it that business is, li- you're betraying yourself with every action you take in it. If you have a situation like that, here's where this, this belief still applies. The universe is for me and so is everything else. You need to ask yourself the question, if I am betraying myself with this business, what business is my soul telling me I really need to be in? And how fast can I work my ass off to get myself into that business? Yes, it might mean I'm still betraying myself for the next 90 days. But if I really have a sense that I am betraying myself, either with the clients I'm taking on or the business that I'm in or the way I'm running my, you know, sometimes, you know what the betrayal is? And I'm going to end this episode. I don't want it to go 45 minutes. This just came to me. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, the betrayal that we're doing in our business is a betrayal of us not giving a hundred percent to our business consistently, persistently over time. So sometimes the betrayal is, I knew I could have done more. I knew I could have showed up more powerfully. I knew, I know that I can uh, put in more hours and give more time. I know I could produce a better product, but since this is paying the bills, I'm only giving 80%. And, and so every time I only give 80%, I can feel me betraying me because I'm capable of a hundred. I know I can deliver a hundred. And yet for whatever reason, I'm choosing not to. That is a betrayal. Here's the thing. Don't get stuck in the fact that you're betraying yourself. Get focused on the fact that the universe is for you and so is everything else. So what about you betraying you by you not giving a 100 to your business every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year? What about you doing that is teaching you something? What about you doing that is showing you what could shift if you made a decision? What decisions do you now need to make so that you are no longer going to betray yourself? And who do you have to become? to be the version of you that will no longer show up giving 80% in your business, but will show up consistently, persistently giving 100%. You see, there's so much power in the awareness that the universe is for you and so is everything else. So is everything else. And I want to leave you with this final thought. I saw this quote on Pinterest and I loved it. And whether you're a woman or a man, it applies. Here's the quote. I want to be a woman who overcomes obstacles by tackling them in faith instead of tiptoeing around them in fear. Ooh, just sit with that for a second. Sit with it. I want to be a woman who overcomes obstacles by tackling them in faith instead of tiptoeing around them in fear. And here's my challenge to you. I'm going to lay this challenge out right now. I want you to do a little uh, business audit. Take 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes max, I want you to look at your 2018 business year and I want you to assess, have you been overcoming your business obstacles by tackling them in faith or have you been tiptoeing around them in fear? And there might be certain arenas in your business, like I can tell you with writing my eBooks, I'm tackling, I'm overcoming every eBook writing obstacle in absolute faith. But I could tell you about my other, other projects, which I'm not going to talk about on this episode. I'll wait till they're actually happening. Uh, I have been tiptoeing around them in fear. 
I can tell you for sure. So I know already, even in, in just giving this call to action to you, that I can tell you the areas of my business that I am the obstacles in my business that I'm tackling in faith and the ones that I'm tiptoeing around in fear. And I want you to assess the same. Look at how you've handled business obstacles in 2018. Which obstacles did you overcome by tackling them in faith? And which obstacles did you, I wouldn't even say overcome, did you get through by tiptoeing around them in fear? And I want you to get very clear on the difference between the results because the results will be drastically different. Drastically. The results you get when you overcome obstacle by tackling them in faith is so much better, greater, more powerful than the obstacles you get around by tiptoeing around them in fear. You know which one is a better choice. One works better. You know which one it is. So I say all of that to say, whatever 2018 has been for your business, do not get stuck in this idea that you wasted a year. Do not get stuck in the idea that um, that maybe this business thing isn't for you. Yes, it is for you. So here's the thing. Dr. Wayne Dyer said it best. You don't choose your calling. Your calling chooses you. Here's the other thing I'm going to say. The universe is for you. And so is everything else. And everything else includes all of the shitty, negative, uh, obstacle-ridden, betrayal-filled, uh, rejection-prone stuff that happens in your business and your life. The universe is for you. And so is everything else. Listen, please share this episode with three or four people that you know really need to hear it. You know, it's not always... Uh, this is for women entrepreneurs. She runs the show, obviously, right? She runs the show because she does run the show. This is for women entrepreneurs, but this is also for people who are just going through some stuff in life and they need to hear a message that reminds them of how powerful they are and also reminds them of things like today's episode. The universe is for you. And so is everything else. And be sure if you are not signed up for my daily inspirational email, I like to talk, call it the daily dose that you go to tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose and you sign up for the daily dose. I send out a daily email. I'm finally back in the rhythm of doing that every single day, typically in the morning, but it is my way of sharing with my tribe and just talking about the things that I'm going through, the things that, that I'm growing through, but also to give you inspiration and insight and clarity on, on just ideas and thoughts that will help you keep your mindset in its most powerful stance. So if you're looking for a daily inspirational email that's going to help you keep your mindset right, then go to tinyurl.com forward slash KV Daily Dose and sign up today. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to a brand new episode of She Wants a Show. A happy early new year. And for sure, we're going to rock this out in 2019. I will catch you guys on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 